Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. I want to talk to you today about cutting things out of your life that are killing your productivity. They're killing your ability to do what's most important. Today, <laughs> it was awesome. It was super nice here. Well, it wasn't that hot, but it was blue skies and nice. And I spent almost the entire day with my family and we were like purging. We were getting rid of things. We were uh, getting rid of a bunch of different pieces of junk on our property and just working on the property. And we just hung out all day. It was really cool. And uh, next to our property, like we're on 23 acres here in Northern Michigan, really close to Lake Michigan. And there's these windmills and we actually have a windmill on each side of our property and they're humongous. They're like engineering marbles. They're crazy. I think they're about 400 feet tall, if I'm not mistaken. And the one right next to our property, uh, there's this huge crane that's been disassembling it, taking the blades off. They're doing some maintenance or something. And I'm sitting down like on the edge of my property down by our chickens, like looking at this, like in awe, like thinking, oh my gosh, like, it's so crazy, you know, what's required to even have installed these things and then to do maintenance. There's been a crew of like 15 people for three days over here uh, doing this just to take three blades off a windmill. They're actually disconnecting these huge blades and then like using a crane to lower them to the ground. I, I really don't know why they're doing it or what they're doing, but it was just this huge group effort. And I'm looking at the crane and the crane said Ericsson's on it. And I don't, I don't know anything about that company. All I know is that it is a company, that there is some entrepreneur somewhere that started that company. And I'm looking at the crane itself and it's just the, the engineering marvel of it, right? And like a crane isn't even an engineering marvel compared to many things that exist in today's world. But it was crazy. Like there's all these workers with their hard hats and their vests and they're driving all around and they're doing stuff and they're communicating and they're working really hard. And it took them a half a day to get one blade off today. Uh, the first two days were just setting up and just planning and preparation and getting the pad right. They had to build like a reinforced little road in this huge giant pad to put the crane on. So for like a couple weeks before the people even got here, there was these excavation crews and road building crews like firming up this foundation so they could go up and even do whatever it is that they're trying to do. And me being a super big nerd with business, I'm just like in awe of the whole thing. I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, look at all those workers. They're getting paid a ton of money on weekends, like overtime. They've been just working and working and working. And so the question is, is, you know, how did that opportunity come to them? And the answer is from an entrepreneur. The reason those engineers exist is because of an entrepreneur. Engineers by themselves can't exist. They have to have a salesperson selling accounts. They have to have an entrepreneur setting up the company in the first place and taking the risk and putting out the capital and rallying a team. And I'm sure it was scary in the beginning, just like any businesses, including your business. But when you look at a company like this, who's doing mega corporate work for this power company up here, or whoever, however it works, it doesn't matter. But the principle is true, is that what you're doing with your, what may seem like a little tiny business, it has huge ripple effects. And <laughs> because you have a home service company, there's a small chance you're going to hire on, uh, engineers to work for you. But it doesn't matter, like the impact's the same. And every luxury afforded us by modern society exists because of an entrepreneur. Everything, literally everything outside of like love and relationships and things like that, which matter more than anything outside of that, you know, roads and technology and, and technology is a huge macro statement that encompasses like everything, like vehicles, the way tires are designed, the way that, you know, I don't know, fuel injection works in your car, like 
I don't even know, like ABS brakes and like everything, everything like asphalt shingles and everything, electricity and light bulbs and light fixtures and the way that people source materials from other countries or they'll find a way to be profitable. Like some entrepreneur somewhere is responsible for all of that stuff. And you are an entrepreneur, whether you realize it or not. I like to call you guys blue collar entrepreneurs because you're not an entrepreneur in the sense that you go to Silicon Valley and get $5 million in venture funding that's not your own money so you can start a company. You're a blue collar entrepreneur. Like your hands get dirty. Like you're in there doing the work. You're fighting the good fight. You're trying to change your family tree and you're trying to make an impact for yourself first. And that's okay. There's a reason when you're on an airplane, if, if the cabin pressure gets messed up for some reason, the, air, the oxygen mass drop down, they tell you, to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, even before you put it on your kids, which seems counterintuitive, right? But that's the way that capitalism works. That's the, way, that's the reason the United States is the most wealthy, prosperous nation in the history of the world is because of freedom and liberty. And the freedom and liberty, what it does is it gives people who think big and think outside the box and like <laughs> who want to buck the system and like, like invent things and create things and change things, they're allowed to move freely in an environment like this. And putting the oxygen mask on yourself first just means that you having ambition is not bad. You wanting to make a better life for your family is not bad because as you pursue that thing, you're by default helping your community, the local economy, the people around you, the jobs that you create, the customers that you serve. And all of that is driven by you making decisions in the dark by yourself when no one's looking, when you have uncertainty. I'm just like on fire right now for this. I think it's amazing. Uh, but as I mentioned in the beginning, I want to talk about things that like waste your time. And like maybe you guys have heard of the 80-20 rule. And it's this concept that like for most people, 80% of our effort produces 20% of the results. And 20% of our effort produces 80% of the results. And time and time again, like year after year, I work with so many people. I talk to so many people. I totally have my finger on the pulse of home services like mega. Like I'm super obsessed. <laughs> Like, how are people doing it? What are the things that are the people that are winning are doing? And how is that different from the people who are, that are stuck, like, from what they're doing? And it has a lot to do with the way that we measure, pay attention, and invest our time. The way that we measure, pay attention to, and invest our time. And so a lot of you guys are working really hard. The effort level's high. But the results maybe aren't what you thought. And this applies to everything. Like, employee issues are one of the biggest pain points, Right but we're probably investing a super tiny ultra fraction of a fraction of actual effort and time and thought and creativity into how we build our team. And so we're getting a horrible result. You know, just because your effort's high doesn't mean you're going to produce a mega result for yourself. You have to be working on the right things in the right order to get the, the big result that you want. It's just the way that it works. You can't like trick the system. You could get lucky for a minute, but it'll, it'll, it'll contract and punish you if you try to break the rules or like there's a progression, right? And I'm actually working on something right now where I'm trying to define and actually quantify the exact steps from like brand new business all the way to complete true business owner that could leave for six months and come back and the business would grow while they were gone. I'm actually documenting and working with a friend of mine on like what those things are because 
like this industry needs this. Like I want to give people an actual blueprint. Like, all right, you're in stage one of business. You have to build this system and then this one and then this one and then this one and then this one, like in this order. And then once you achieve this revenue threshold and this level of profitability, when you have this much money in the bank, then we go to stage two. And that means you work on this one and this one and this one and this one and this one. And it's super complicated and amazing. <laughs> so I don't have an exact time frame for that, but I am trying to find a way to show people the path because the, the path is a thing. It's not an idea. Like it's real. It exists. Like your freedom really exists. You're only one system away. You're one, you're one step away from the next level. And all you have to do to get what you want, to not be a slave to your company, to not be completely consumed by a ringing phone is by following step one, then step two, then step three, then step four, then step five. You have to do it. I'm going to do my best to bring those types of <laughs> steps to you so that you can understand it. And there's a lot of different industries that listen to this show. But the path is already established by the people who have went ahead of you. You do not have to reinvent the wheel. Reinventing the wheel doesn't make sense when you're building a company like this. You need to follow in the footsteps in the past of the people that went before you and have the arrows in their back, right? I think I've mentioned that before. Like you can always tell the people that spearhead or start, uh, not in the industry, but like people are, who are trailblazers, you can tell who they are because they're laying face down in the dirt with arrows in their back. <laughs> it's like a quote from someone somewhere. I don't even re remember where I'd give credit, but don't be the person with the arrows in your back. It's not necessary. You can do this. You can do this. So you have value. Because you're an entrepreneur, you're a world changer. You hiring one person is a huge deal. You making your 25th or your 71st hire is a huge deal. The ripple effects, the way you can influence, it's a huge deal. So I want to encourage you there. And then my second encouragement for today is to pay attention to where you're investing your precious mental bandwidth. Because probably, if you're like most people... 80% of your time, effort, and energy is spent doing things that are only going to produce you 20% of the result that you want. If the result that you want is not to be a slave in your business, how can we find a way to get you working 80% of your time on the things that will produce the biggest result, right? Instead of 80% of your time working on things that produce 20% of the result, how can we shift that? How can we tweak it? So I just think that's valuable and hopefully your head can kind of go there and you can digest this. I appreciate all of you. I think you're amazing. You're changing the world. Fist bump, blue collar entrepreneur to blue collar entrepreneur, fist bump, boom, boom, boom. Take care. Talk to you tomorrow. God bless.